This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Mets baseball here from the winter meetings to McMaster, along with MLB.com Mets reporter Anthony DiComo. And so far, quiet as far as the Mets go, but that's kind of what we expected heading into this week. Kind of what we expected, yeah. I mean, you had the huge signing last week, Yohan Cespedes, and that was items you know, A through M <laughs> on the Mets offseason agenda. So getting that done in advance of the winter meetings is kind of freed the Mets up to take their time on other stuff. They still very much want to trade an outfielder, probably Jay Bruce. And, and while that could get done here, uh, you know, it could also get done next week or next month. Uh, they want to look for some bullpen help, uh, but the market they're looking at there is much more of a mid-level thing, kind of a January thing. So while you might see some movement on some of these things here in National Harbor, uh, it's a long offseason. The Mets have a lot of offseason left to go, and they have a lot of it to play with because they had a very linear agenda. This, this winter, and it was trade Cespedes, I, excuse me, sign Cespedes, sorry, I don't want to make people panic, <laughs> sign Cespedes, and then do everything else, and, and they got that first one out of the way pretty early. You mentioned the trading of, of Bruce or, I guess, Granderson, and it seems like other teams are more interested in Granderson uh, than Bruce. From the Mets' perspective, why are they, why would they rather trade Bruce? Yeah, well, there's, there's two really big reasons, and, and they revolve mostly around Curtis Granderson. Uh, but one is that he, he's proven that he can play in New York. He's hit 30 homers here with the Mets. Uh, he's kind of ingrained in the clubhouse culture. He's a Roberto Clemente award winner, uh, very much a fabric of the clubhouse and what they're trying to do. Uh, even greater than that is he showed last year, even at age 35, that he could play center field, and he could play pretty well. Uh, I think that was a question when Yohan Cespedes started getting a little banged up, had the quad injury moved from center to left field, it was, oh my gosh, who's going to play center all of a sudden? Well, Curtis Granderson stepped in and was kind of the consummate team player. Uh, and at age 35, significant questions over whether he could still do that. And the numbers, the metrics sort of bear out that he did it pretty well. And I think that's emboldened the Mets to go into next season saying, look, Curtis Granderson's going to be our guy, maybe 80, 90 times out there. Juan Lagares can fill in some, Michael Conforto can fill in some. But mostly it's going to be Granderson out there. And without that on the roster, I think the Mets lose a lot of defensive safety net that they have out there. So they're very much looking at Curtis Granderson. You could call him the starter in center field with Yohannes Cespedes in left. And I just think they're very reticent, very wary to lose that. We haven't found out what it'll take to trade for one of those guys, but we have heard a little bit about what won't work. And, and one thing that had a little bit of legs was Baltimore Orioles matching up on a bullpen to try to kind of swing that thing. Uh, obviously, Zach Britton would be unbelievable. I don't think the Orioles have want to do that. Brad Brock would maybe make more sense. But that really was blown a little bit out of proportion as a whole. A little bit, yeah. And you have to realize the way the Mets value bullpen arms in general, the way Sandy Alderson likes to build a bullpen. He likes to kind of graduate guys from within his own organization. He does not like giving out big contracts to relievers. He does not like spending money on relievers because he finds uh, it to be very volatile, that market. And a guy who was good last year might not be so good this year. Antonio Bastardo 
perfect example. Last winter meetings, we saw the Mets sign him to a two-year deal, and by the end of the season, he was a Pittsburgh Pirate because the Mets weren't happy with the return that they were getting there. He wasn't playing an important role in the bullpen. So Sandy Ellison is very wary about these things, and the idea of trading an everyday player, a Jay Bruce, a 30-home run hitter for a seventh-inning reliever, even a good one, it's not something the Mets stomach. And I'm not saying they wouldn't trade Bruce or Granderson for relief pitching if the deal was right, but they kind of need to be blown away. I think more likely you're going to see Jay Bruce go somewhere for maybe a package of prospects, a live arm or two in there, something that can help the Mets, not even necessarily this year, but down the line. And maybe you see some combination therein. But again, the idea of a one-for-one, one, an outfielder for a short reliever, probably not what the Mets are, are really ideally looking at here. Sandy Alderson spoke to reporters on Monday, and because it's been quiet here, I think the conversation kind of jumped ahead to, hey, what's going to happen in spring training? Uh, and, and some of the things that he talked about, David Wright's my third baseman. And then Jose Reyes as well uh, is going to get some time, I guess, to, to kind of try out the outfield a little bit in spring training. Let's start with Wright. I know they want him to start the year in spring training uh, as far as third base goes, but realistically, can you go into the season thinking David Wright is going to stay healthy throughout? No, I don't think anyone can. I don't think David Wright realistically knows at, at his age now, 34, uh, what he's going to be capable of doing physically. And let's not forget, he had the neck surgery. That knocked him out for much of last season. But through it all, he's still dealing with spinal stenosis in his back. He has not been able to do the types of exercises that he needed to do in 2015 just to get on the field. So until he actually gets going with baseball activities, which he will do in the coming weeks, and beyond that, gets to spring training, gets in an everyday routine, starts playing in games, starts going through that process, that hours and hours long process of getting ready for games, none of us know what he's really going to be. So I think the Mets have a good backup plan in Jose Reyes, who proved not only that he can still hit in this league, but that he can play that position, which was new to him last year defensively. And uh, while the Mets are certainly interested in outfield, among other positions, increasing Reyes' versatility, uh, he is that plan B at third base. And I think the Mets have some level of comfort that if David Wright is not what they want him to be, you've got Reyes there backing him up. As Jubal Cabrera is going to be part of the World Baseball Classic, playing for, for Venezuela, and I think it's 24 previous All-Stars, Major League Baseball All-Stars, are going to be involved in the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Cabrera, nearing the end of his career, he must be looking at this thinking, this, this is maybe my last chance to represent my country. Yeah, absolutely, and he played in a, a 2013 World Baseball Classic, which, if you recall, was a very disappointing one for Venezuela. They were a stacked team, as they will be this year. Uh, wound up playing just three games going out in the pool round. And, and their pool actually included the eventual champions and the eventual runners-up. So no shame there, but I think a lot of players on that team, as Drupal included, uh, would like another crack at this thing, and they'll, they'll get it. You know, he's been such a good player for the Mets, and uh, I was among those as we sat here at the last winter meetings kind of questioning the wisdom of that signing, a guy with a low career on base percentage. You didn't know uh, what exactly he'd provide. He was everything for the Mets last year. He was a clubhouse leader for that team. A lot of pop from the shortstop position, and as we got down the stretch and injuries were really haunting the Mets, he had knee issues galore, and he was still out there every single day with some big hits. So uh, I think the Mets are, are glad to have him back, and I think as Jubal Cabrera is glad to, A, represent his country in the World Baseball Classic, and then B, get back to business with the Mets. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Mets Winter Meetings Edition. For Anthony Decomo, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.